Hello! It's us! It's you! We're here! Together! Why are we here? For another exciting week on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Argentina's number five television <laughs> show podcast. And I don't think we, we've kept that. I think we've been drastically falling since, but we're going <laughs> to wear that badge proudly for the rest of our lives. Welcome to the show. You can officially support You Can't Disappoint a Podcast now on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the place to go to help us move this show forward, and there's all kinds of exclusive content, fun interaction, events with Steven and myself, and all types of ways to influence our show on a weekly basis. So please consider supporting us on Patreon. If you want to get in on the action, make sure you email us your trivia, your MVP, and your funniest moments from that week's episode over to our email at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com, and we will read it right here on the show. We sure will, even if you beg us not to. Also, <laughs> hang out with us on the socials every week off the podcast. You know, we're on Facebook and YouTube under our podcast title. You can also find us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast and Twitter, where we probably do the most of our uh, uh, jovial lollygaggery at You Can't Disappoint. So come hang out with us over there. Yeah, make sure you uh, give us, you smash that like and subscribe button. Give us that more... attention that we so desperately crave. Yeah, throw throw us your hearts, your wallets, and a couple kisses here and there, and we'll keep on pushing out this baby of ours that we call You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Shirley, mm-hmm. this is the best kettle corn I've ever had. If you don't vote for Rich, I'll shatter your world. You gonna what? I'll shatter your world. I heard you. I'll vote for change. Yes! yes! Yes, in your face! No! Yes! No! Chang and Shirley had sex on Halloween. What? 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 You may be pregnant with this baby. No. No, 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 no. Pierce! She crossed me. Are you a sweepy boy today? Are you a sweepy little baby boy today? Anyway, let's save that for later. Yeah. Pick that up. I, we just tapped into something. Hi, everyone. Uh, <laughs> welcome to what it was. I guess it's the podcast now, right? Yeah. We just you, finished you doing. You can't our... disappoint a podcast. <laughs> we just finished. It's still pronounced the same. We just finished uh, <laughs> doing the pre show, which I guess you just got a little taste of where that went. If you want to see more of that, go hit us up on patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. <laughs> I don't know. That was a weird way to start this weird energy. But yes, you can't disappoint a podcast we spell can't with the qu now of course in solidarity with kendra from this week's episode of community i dated someone named kendra once i remember you think she watches the show do you mean the podcast or the show community the, the answer to both is no is no <laughs> hey kendra come on the show let's talk about it let's get some closure do you really want that is that something you truly want <laughs> no i think it's it's we're, we got closure it's fine i think it's closed it's closed. Right. It's closed. Closed with a Q. Shout out, though. Yeah, uh, shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone. Weird welcome week. to the show. Yeah, shout out right at the top to our community daddy over at Community's Weird Week. Yeah, let, it's been a weird couple of weeks. Yeah, of, right? Last week was weird. This doesn't yeah, I'm seem happy to, to say that I've left my better. life of crime behind me. That's really good. Did you get out of it? Uh, Yeah, I'm. Uh, they haven't found me yet. 
<laughs> okay, that's great. Uh, yeah, shout out communities, at communities on Twitter. Go follow them. They're the best. They are where the community action is all the time. Hi, I'm White George Foreman. <laughs> and hi, I'm I'm Black Michael Chiklis. <laughs> <laughs> the guy from shield right i don't know the shield uh yeah 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 or from the wire i don't know shield the shield right right hello welcome to you can't disappoint a podcast another week it's the end of february it's almost march i think this might come out in march oh this month's already 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 two over wow wait no this year's already two months over it is a little crazy it's definitely been more of the same so far, hasn't it? Or has it been better? You started off this year with such positivity. My 2021 has definitely been better than my 2020. That's good. So far. That's at this good. point, last I guess year. mine has too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. The world at large is still whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's still a lot of work to be done. But, you know, I think that people's general mindset, for the most part, is, is better. I hope. I hope too. Well, here, here's here's a big reason why 2021 is already better than 2020 is mm-hmm. we don't have an actively bigoted, racist, orange man in the White House. That is true. Or on Twitter. Or on Twitter. Yeah, Which is they, nice. they permanently banned his ass. Which is and nice. Now he can just kind of yell at the wall. You know what? Then I think I don't think we should even be talking about him. Yeah. Not relevant. You know. Nope. He probably nope. will become at some point again, but he's not right now, and that's very very nice. It really is. I actually haven't heard shit in a while, so that's great. Yeah, yeah, it is great. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Another week talking about community. And our show is, of course, brought to us by our $10 and up patrons. Who are they, Steven? Uh, well, we've got got a few of those yeah. puppies. Uh, let's uh, first start by saying thank you to my mom, Mary Baker. Mm-hmm. Who joined Budita, us on You Can't Dis a on, pre-show this yeah, week. Yeah, she was, was on the pre-show fun. today and... Told some stories about how terrible a preschooler I was. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> and then uh, thank you to Justin Brummett, mm-hmm. our home slice. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, congratulations to him also because he's got a baby on the way. Mm-hmm. He he is with child. Uh, <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, and then thanks to Danny Martinez, who is one of our patrons who we had on the pre-show a couple weeks ago yes, and who we just recorded a special episode for her because she is not just a $10 patron, but she is one of the top tier uh, $50 patrons. And she gets to make us review something, anything. Exactly. And if you would like to do that and you're extremely generous, you could do that over at patreon.com slash podcast. We're talking about a really infamous episode of the show Scrubs and it was really fun to do we did a complete You Can't Disappoint a Podcast style episode, and it was cool to take the angle that we take on community and direct it towards something else for a change. It was a yeah, lot of fun. Really and if you're cool. interested in listening to it, that'll be up on Patreon soon. Super fun. And thanks yeah. to Danny and to all of those people for being lovely patrons. If you'd like to have your name read out on the show every week, you just have to be a $10 or higher patron, again, at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast, right? So how are you, Steven? How you doing? I'm doing well. Are you? You know, I am. I am chaotic I'm, energy today. Yeah, I feel like my my candles are all burning. Uh, okay. And the fire in my soul is ignited. Well, that's good because sometimes they can uh, the candles can be burning and the fire can be extinguished. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I feel like. My plate is leveling a little bit because my plate just ended, which was really fun. 
And yeah. I, I, you know, you always feel a little bit sad when something like that ends. But it frees up some time in my evenings. And it's kind of like there's always the next thing ahead that's going to be the next struggle to get through. But it kind of feels like a new leveling of time that I'm allotted, I guess. With that extra time, are you finally going to, you know, reread the Fifty Shades series? <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to send in my notes and corrections to the author. Oh my. <laughs> Didn't that start as like Twilight fan fiction? Yeah, it absolutely did. I don't know who the two characters would have been if it was just like Edward and Bella or two rant. I don't know if what the fan fiction version of it was. I mm-hmm. definitely saw the first Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Mm, how was that? It definitely almost feels like a Twilight fan fiction movie kind That's of fair. The style. It's very darkly shot. I don't know. It was a little fun, but it was not good. I don't know. There's like there no are very story. few things that I've had less interest in yeah. in that series of movies or books. Hey, yeah. but if you want to force us to watch it and discuss it, we would gladly do it for fifty dollars. That could yeah. be fun. <laughs> we will quite literally watch and discuss whatever anything you want for fifty dollars. Yeah. Yeah, so chaotic energy today, but I hope it. Uh, I think the episode of Community we're here to talk about has a little bit of chaotic energy, so I hope oh, it, for it, sure. it, it, it applies to it. We're talking about season two, episode 12. This is the halfway point of season two. We're halfway done with season two, and halfway through the entire run of the series, because the last three seasons are shorter, is mm-hmm. not too far into season three. Wow. So we're very near approaching the, the, the peak of the mountain before we head back down. That's crazy. Can you believe that we're almost, you know, we're approaching halfway through this this journey? Yeah, and like what? Uh, still about two years or no. like Probably still, closer to a year and a half, right? It was going to be two and a half years. So yeah, about a year and a half still to do this. And I can't believe that after that's done... That you and I will never speak to each other ever again. You know, it's something we knew was going to be the case. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to delete everything afterwards. Well, we decided a long time ago that the day we would never speak ever again was a set time years ago. So yeah. we were we were keeping track of the time, and we knew if we were going to start a community podcast, it'd have to be here. <laughs> we waited to so the last possible yeah. moment to mm-hmm. do it. But that's not true. I hope we continue to do stuff. I think we've... We've built a little tugboat here that could continue to sail. Well, yeah, and the thing is, you know, now that we have the audience we do, we can finally start what we really wanted to from the beginning, which was the Candy Crush podcast. <laughs> um, and Mario yeah. Lopez is on board. He's just we'll waiting. We'll lose that dedicated audience really fast. <laughs> really, really fast. But I think it'll be fun. I have tons of ideas. I, I have a. I told you the idea that I have right now, and I could tell instantly that you're like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> I, I would love to be a guest on that show during some of the episodes. I think it could be really fun, a really fun time capsule. And it could very much be what this one is, some, or le- different from what this one is, and just have like what's going I, to, to everyone. And if you'd be interested in this, give me something. I think yeah, if, if you people want to see this, from the two of us. I thought it would not exactly from the two of us if you don't want to do it, but you could if you wanted. I think it would be really, really fun to do a podcast that's an episode by episode rewatch and discussion of Saturday Night Live and start with the 70s and go through to now when we're in our 70s. And I think it would be such <laughs> it a would fun never end into history of, of all the times. And the first thing that you or your mom said when I mentioned it was that 
there would be some really rough points to get through. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even the worst points would have some really funny sketches. I think we would would find some really quality stuff that we never dreamed possible. And it would be fun to not just relive some of the classic sketches, but like within context of when they aired. I think Mm -hmm. it'd be really fun and to to see what was going on in, in the world. I think it could be really fun. Here, here's the issue. You would never catch up. Uh, that's not necessarily true. I feel like the gaps that are in the se- in between seasons aren't that long. And that would also be fine. <laughs> you know? Never in, it's the never in. I think we story. would. I think we would eventually catch up because, like, they're in the middle of a season right now and they took, like, six weeks off and now they're doing a couple... I don't oh, know. Really? I think, and I could also see it being the type of thing. This is we're totally just having a, a whiteboard brainstorm session. We are welcome in the to of, our mind. The podcast that we're also doing. Uh, it, I could see that being a thing. That if that's like the thing that you're doing, where you could do it twice a week. Oh, totally. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the show that we do now because I'm very much just. It's fun for me to think of a thousand ideas of what we could do because this is fun and we could do so many things. Obviously, one uh, zero to three of the hundred thousand ideas will come to fruition <laughs> at some point. You can't break a bad cast. So it's but it's fun to it's it tell us you know as we're seeing this turn into a thing that could be a thing. Tell us some stuff you'd be interested in hearing us talk about because I don't know. Maybe you, you guys can't have better ideas. This is a call a Saul cast. You want us to do every? Those are your two ideas. We could do every episode of, hmm, Gunsmoke. There's there like, we go. There's like six hundred and something of them. You know what we should do is you review Gunsmoke and I'll review bum 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 Bonanza, but we'll do it in the same episode at the same time. That I is that Bonanza? Bonanza's the that's the theme song. Because Rawhide is also Rawhide. I don't think that's it. I think you just made that up. on the storm. Yeah, I just looked it up. If I were to, if I were to commit to doing a Saturday Night Live podcast, as of this day, there are nine hundred and two episodes of of Saturday Night Live. That's 200, 200, which is like the full range of a show that uh, lasts like nine years. That's like 200 episodes longer than The Simpsons, which there's 46 seasons. So 900 episodes, even if you did two two, a week. It would be like four. That's like nine years. It'd be like... (laughs) And in nine years, another 200 episodes yeah. would acquire. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. And I don't think the point would be to catch up necessarily. It would be to revisit. I don't know that you'd want to catch up because how – do you really want to analyze like think about it like five years from now. I think it might be fun. I think uh, like five years from now watching what's happening now would be cool. Yeah. I would be interested to go like in the future and see we, like we the need to talk about something else stuff that we were alive for right because uh, I we've been watching the current Saturday Night Live and it's been really funny and that I didn't think I was that crazy about years. the cast but there are quite a few standouts mm-hmm. anyway let's get back into it of course we're talking about I'm gonna I should probably cut a lot of that right how many of those 900 episodes is Keenan Thompson on about like 840. <laughs> yeah, he started in like seventy nine. <laughs> um, I don't know. He's been on for fourteen seasons. 
I love Keaton I think Thompson. is the number. He finally is getting his own show. Yeah, we watched the first episode. It's not remarkable, but I'm really rooting for him. So I, one yeah. of the create it's created by one of the people that created uh, Happy Endings. Is like on oh, I like Happy Endings. So uh, also, my mom says she forgot to say thank you for the postcard. She it was lovely. Oh, she got it. Great. Because yeah. we had a really hard time um, uh, getting them mailed because our mailman here wouldn't take them. So I had to put them in a post box. Uh, I signed said, no, thank all, you. I signed all of them. P.S. Stephen, who can't read or write, sends his regards. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay. We, uh, man, I don't know if any of what we've said so far is usable, but you know, we'll probably just keep it all. We're talking about season two, episode 12, Asian population studies. It was was directed by the venerable Anthony Russo, and it was written by the like the likewise venerable Emily Cutler, who was one of the co-writers of Contemporary American Poultry, and she herself also wrote Modern Warfare, and this season already she wrote Accounting for Lawyers, which was a really good episode, mm-hmm. and in the future, her last writing credit is Competitive Wine Tasting. Do you think not- that anyone's ever made a joke when talking about Contemporary American Poultry, and they're like, written by Emily Chicken Cutlet? And it originally aired on January 20th, 2011, which was like three days before my 14th birthday. Wow. Happy birthday, Zach. Thank you. I did notice, you know, 10 years ago when we didn't know each, uh, when we had maybe passed in the hallway twice that you didn't say anything. Wait, were we in? We didn't know each other 10 years ago. 14. Holy shit. So maybe we had passed... High, did you go to Highland your freshman yeah. year? Yeah. So we had probably crossed paths. But oh, didn't my know God. Other. Yeah. Holy shit. That's how time works, bro. I bet I did know who you were. Probably. Is that is that the correct way? I bet I did know who you were. Yeah. Because you <laughs> knew, and we can bleep these names so they don't want to be said, but you yeah. knew Sammy back then, didn't you? Yeah. Why would I bleep that name? I love Sammy. I do, too. Because um, I, I knew Sammy well. Back then, fairly, and you who knew Mrs. Sipes because you were in theater, right? Yeah. Now that yeah. name will have to bleep. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> These I, are all people. I that definitely I like. knew of your existence. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. It wow. All began Ten then. years, buddy. Anyway, it originally aired January twentieth, two thousand eleven, and yeah, that is it. Let's talk about some act trivia, and our act flavor trivia. of act trivia this week is a little bit of blood. Nice. Just a, just a little. Yeah. Not not enough to be concerned about, but enough to pay attention to. <laughs> enough that you should be notified that it's there. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Legally it makes speaking. a difference. Okay, I've got I've got five questions. Ooh, you go first, and I've got four. Okay, what does Troy call Annie's cutesy voice? Oh, her I love butterflies voice. Nailed it. Nice. Uh, I'll give you a second one. What graduation was Rich attending before anthropology class? Oh, the little graduation for the seeing eye dogs. He wanted to yes. shake all the little paws. Yes. I love Rich. Nailed them. Two in a row. What you got for me? Uh, what is Black Michael Chiklis slash White George Foreman's real name? Is it David? It is David. His he's name, a biracial he's biracial. His name is David, and he's a human being. <laughs> okay. Uh, what refreshments are at the mixer? That's literally my next question as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's tropical Skittles, yep. cigarettes, and mouthwash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything you need. Right? Yeah. Enough Skittles to make you need a smoke, and then some mouthwash for when you're done. <laughs> exactly. What a yeah. great combo. Right. So you do one? or Yeah. Me? Uh, what names, um, you know, including Rich, does Jeff say and mention that their common trait is that the group doesn't know them very well? What were the other names that Jeff said? Ooh, Jeffrey Dahmer. 
Mm-hmm. Is the other one John Wayne Gacy? No. Ooh, but it was another, like, serial killer. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang, we've been doing so well. Um, I don't think I know the second one. Ted Bundy. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You got one, though. Partial credit. Okay. Uh, what sign is visible on the bathroom wall when Jeff is talking to Annie? Ooh. It was noteworthy, I thought. I can't remember off the top of my head. What was it? It had a it had toilet paper on it, and it said, be kind, rewind. <laughs> That's funny. Do you have one more? I do. Okay. Uh, what is the name of the Finnish facial scrub that Jeff doesn't have in his life anymore? <laughs> That's my last question. Aren't it's... we just a pair of yeah. twins this week? Yeah. Little baby. When? Little baby. When, when? Mm-hmm. Uh, Karistina. Mm-hmm. And it's an almond facial scrub. My question nice. was a two-parter. Well, that was good. That was a good round of trivia. Yeah, it was. We actually did pretty okay I just missed there. one of those names. That was one of the best rounds of trivia. And last week was the one I think, we're, or maybe two weeks ago, we didn't get anything it right. It was rough. So that was a good it one. Let's rough. see if this carries along to what the, the good people have sent in to us. Yeah, let's see what the people have to say. All right. First one I'm going to open here is from... It's from Danny. She okay. says, hello, Steven and Zach. I'm in a rush today, but I didn't want to miss sending questions. Super Aww. easy round because I'm running late. Here they are. Thank you. I appreciate it. We've been doing well, so let's in. see if it happens. Yeah. Maybe it uh, will. What did Jeff discover during the holiday break? Another back muscle. Yeah, so get ready. Tank top season, Yeah, ladies. I think it was back muscle. Um, What's the name of the anthropology book? I don't know that one. No clue. Um, how far along is Shirley in her pregnancy? Eight weeks, right? Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Uh, what kind of Skittles are at the gathering thingy? Tropical. The, the word, the t- term is mixer. Danny, pay attention mm. to the show, why don't you? Yeah. Tropical. Um, and what is Rich wearing when Jeff goes to his place? A cute-ass apron, because Rich is a cute-ass man. Okay. I love Rich. I like that energy. Big Thanks, hugs, Danny. Danny. Thanks, Danny. Um... All right, this is from Peep Reviews, a.k.a. <laughs> Lil. Um, they say, what didn't work for Duncan? I don't know. I, I remember talking about being sober and his penis is working. Maybe it was that his penis was Oh, his erection working. was not working when he was drinking. Okay, well, there you go. Um, also, I want to point out when we were watching things, a really funny kind of little continuity error. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fun with Duncan. Where it says penis erased. Yeah. And then it's not there again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that too. Nice, yeah. I can't even act like I, I saw it. Somebody pointed it out to me. but Oh, I'm really? Still... I, I saw it the like, last time I watched it. Nice. Um, what does Abed do when Chang asks why he wasn't invited to the mixer? He kind of has short circuits. It's a, it's a mixer. Like, it's a mixer. Mix, mix, we, mix, couldn't get, mix, we couldn't reach you. It's a mixer. You. It's a mixer. <laughs> that was great. Um, and then the last question. Zach, will you put away the dishes? Why do you always do this? We can speak to each other. And, spend... the, and the real last, last question is, Stephen, will you tell Zach to put away the dishes? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Zach, put away the dishes. I'll probably put away the dishes. But, you know, we spend like, you know, eight hours of sleeping together every day and at least another <laughs> four probably on top of that. There, are... This is daddy's me time, okay? <laughs> Let daddy do his work. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Lil. Uh, uh, also, Lil, my mom says hi. Oh, yeah, she did, didn't she? Mm-hmm. 
our next one is from our daddy. Mm. Uh, our collective dad. We have our own respective daddies, but this is our like collective daddy. You know, uh, you, sometimes your true daddy is a choice. Well, and he's the daddy I've chosen. <laughs> this, yeah, same. Um, hi guys. This one's to both of us. See, he does love you, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just a bit of behind. You know what it is? It's because I read the trivia. I bet that's I, why sometimes I know, he says I know it is, but I feel like after the first incident, now he's done it to to <laughs> get, keep me on my toes. Um, hi guys. Just a bit of behind the scenes trivia. When Danny came back from the break, he had a haircut that was really short, and someone said he looked like Jamie Lee Curtis from True Lies. Mm. This episode also has the second reference to Fat Neil. Conspiracy theories was first, and actuarial joke here. After a few more appearances, Charlie asks they stop referring to Neil as Fat Neil in the scripts. Your name kind of stays the same after it is set. And they changed it going forward. Also, I love footballs. And shout out to Charlie who uh, liked and commented on an episode that we posted a couple weeks ago. Charlie is a really cool dude, and I totally respect that he would have been on the show to the point where he could be like, hey, man, can I be more than Fat Neil? Yeah, I and appreciate for, that. And it's good on the show that they agreed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, cool. Have a great show. Communities, Matt. All right, trivia for my daddy dad. Uh, what is the real name of the student referred to as Black Michael Chiklis and White George Foreman? David. Uh, what previous thing did Duncan do that caused him to be late for class, according to Shirley? And that was driving through a, a marathon? <laughs> I didn't catch that. Why did Kendra leave the room? Uh, mm-hmm. Pierce offered her $50 to do something gross. I don't remember that either. Um, uh, it says answers at the bottom. David, okay, uh, Dad, I'm gonna <laughs> question what is this one. What do you say? He said drove into a parade, and I'm fairly certain they said marathon. We'll see. Yeah, this one we'll, we'll look see. for. Because a parade and a marathon are not the same thing, you know. We, we've seen a parade. Certainly. And we've seen marathons. Uh, and then he says, Pierce said something that offended her, and she bolted right by Jeff. Okay. Thanks for writing in, Dad. We know who your favorite is. Yeah. Give us a call once in a while. Please. Send us and is money. that it? Is that all the trivia? That is totos... Las Triviados. Well, then let's, without pause, skip right next to our next segment, one of my favorites. We're going to, together as a nation, uh, put our somber energy together and find out, did Steven watch the episode this week? The answer may surprise you. (laughs) Answer number 17 might surprise you. I'm pulling (laughs) up my stopwatch. Are you prepared this week? How do you feel? How are you feeling going into the challenge? This could go either way, if I'm being honest. It seems to usually go one way. Yeah, I feel like this episode, there's not too much to say, but there's enough to say that I'm going to miss something. Let's see. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, go. Welcome back from Christmas break, everybody. Annie is in love with a guy, but who is it? Somebody handsome. Then their anthropology, junk and sober. Uh, show's getting back with her ex. Uh, let's have a mixer to find a new study group member because everyone likes Rich except Jeff. Uh, Chang wants to be in it too. Oh my God, Chang might have gotten truly pregnant. Holy shit. Holy my God. Oh my God. What else happened? Oh my God. Uh, Jeff's not jealous. Stop. Mixer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could have gone into like. Uh, Jeff's vouching, like what Jeff does for Chang. And I, you didn't talk that much about Rich, did you? 
I mentioned him a couple times. And he didn't really talk that much about Shirley's husband, like, being there. Um, uh, I think the eight seconds of Oh My God, where I was trying to remember what happened next, were not great. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's good that you can see that. Uh, yeah, oh, that my was... God. That was not my best. That was, was it... a... Ooh. <laughs> that was a D plus. Yeah, because it was. Because there was some good information, but, man, I can tell that you don't think about this until the second it starts. Yeah, I sure don't. I try <laughs> and keep it fresh. <laughs> well, that was great. Let's sidestep right into our favorite funny moments of the episode. Do you have anything? Uh, Okay. What? I really like the end tag. Are you kind of stretching for something? Um, a little. Yeah. I also, th- I liked uh, when Duncan wrote penis on the board. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and then I'm going to go, also, I liked Abed's thing with, like, the short it's circuiting. It's a mixer. Yeah. Uh, I have two favorite funny moments, and one is, it's a mixer, it's a mixer, and more because of the way Danny Pudia's Abed pulls off that this is just something that he's learned to do to get out yeah. of stuff. That's what makes it really funny, and they pull that off really well. My second thing, my second funny moment is a Pierce moment. For whatever reason, I really liked the, uh, the like, I'll shatter your world. <laughs> what? I'll shatter, I'll shatter your, your world. world. <laughs> really like, then I vote for uh, a Chang. <laughs> that was pretty great. She crossed me. Yeah, that she was crossed funny. me. I'm already forgetting. Was Pierce out of his wheelchair stuff this week? Yeah, he was. Actually, they didn't. Did they? Did they? Well, I guess it makes sense because they went home for a break. But did they comment on it? No, he didn't really walk at all in this episode. Other than he got up to go after Rich. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, let's move right sitting. into things. What did you think of this episode? I thought it it was fine. Yeah, I agree with you. If this were in season one, I'd be like, cool episode. It definitely feels more season two than season one, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of it that's really inconsequential. And, you know, to me, it kind of feels like almost like they stretched out what should have been the first half of an episode into a Mm -hmm. whole episode. I think it should have had someone like Chang or Rich being brought into the study group and ending up getting out of it because that doesn't really lead to much of anything. The whole, no, is someone going to get happened. to the study group? I don't think anyone does. I don't think they really solve it. Do they? Do you think? No, because they vote Chang in and then... Uh, I guess we'll see next week. Yeah, I guess. That's true. And, and next week is we've seen Celebrity next Pharmacology. And he's involved in it, but not really as a study group member, I don't think. No. Maybe he kind of... And then it's Dungeons and Dragons. He kind of does in Dungeons and Dragons, but it is, it's also kind of just like a he just shows up situation yeah this week is fairly inconsequential with most of the stuff i like uh, a lot of the shirley stuff in this episode i think troy's really funny this episode isn't bad at all no. but the show's been hitting really hard for this to be what they follow up abed's uncontrollable christmas with uh right before another string of really great episodes it's got some good stuff going for it, but it's it's on the lower it's one of the lower couple episodes of the season so far for me well, I think I like it a little bit better than Aerodynamics of Gender, but I don't think I like anything else less than this. This season, for sure, I don't think so. I don't... Yeah, Yeah, that's what I mean. There are a couple season one episodes that I would put below it. But as far as this season is concerned, it's been hitting so hard, and this one kind of felt like they they took a lap. They took a pause. Yeah, and I wonder, is it because this is an episode that was coming back from a pause, you know, at least a week Mm -hmm. or two off for Christmas? That's true. 
I don't know. Let's dive into it because I think there is stuff to unpack in it, even if it seems For inconsequential sure. at the, uh, you know, at, at first glance. It starts with one of those classic scenes that I like that they do about, you know, halfway through every season where the group's coming back from a break and they all get to see each other again. I like that the 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 show tries as hard as it can to stay on track of an actual school year cycle. Yeah. Right? It gets harder when they're in the 13-episode seasons, but I feel like for these first three seasons, they do that pretty well. Yeah, they do. It feels like a school year. They have, you know, midterms and finals sometimes. And they don't really see each other over breaks that much. Yeah, Jeff found yeah. a new muscle to work out, <laughs> and the ladies will thank him come tank top season. Uh, Troy and Pierce are still living together. This is I don't think they've mentioned it that much in the last handful of episodes here, and they talked no. about it a couple of times here. Maybe it's the halfway point of the season and they decided that Troy moving out was going to be something later in the season because I mm-hmm. think it is so they decided they needed to throw in a couple more mentions yeah because what you. Troy was looking for magical portals and he <laughs> found Emmanuel in space on Laserdisc is that I a don't reference know that means anything to you Emmanuel in space might even be something that's made specifically to be softcore porn you know the ah. type of stuff that shows boobies but in butts but doesn't show any D or the G yeah, uh, and I think it's seventies probably, and I think it might have been something that I found on like HBO after midnight when I was a kid sometime. Nice, and of course laser disc, and I like the turn of that joke when like I couldn't watch it, but it sounded sexy. Laser disc, pretty funny Troy bit. And Annie goes right into kind of what we're doing with her this week, that she's been getting involved with this community service group, and she talks about all the stuff that she's been doing. And what they did was clean up this highway, and it sounded really gross. They talk about all the stuff that they found, like needles and, and even a human finger, but Annie's got this, like, cutesy, princessy uh, <laughs> uh, vibe about her <laughs> as she says that they found condoms and stuff. I thought this was a pretty nice Annie moment, the way that Allison yeah. delivers all that stuff so cutesy. Well, because it's super duper like, oh, I have a crush on somebody and we spent time together and it doesn't really matter what we were doing because I was with him. And it made me totally happy. been there before. Every time yeah. I'm like, well, we talked about community for a couple of hours, but <laughs> you know. it was just me and him and I, I'm happy. <laughs> uh, I get my I Love Butterflies voice around you every time. Oh, babe. <laughs> I, um, you know, as, as she's kind of become a character that I'm watching on a week-to-week basis to see how much I like her, Annie, there are a couple things in this episode, not about Annie, but that, bo- that bother me that I wish they hadn't done in this one. Annie, mm-hmm. I think, has a pretty decent showing. Yeah, I agree. Um, her being a little bit, having a crush, and I guess what they do with it later, it works pretty well for me, right? I agree. I think it's a solid one where she is, you know, Annie's kind of on this... This kick right now of becoming more, almost just reevaluating what she wants to be and who she wants to be, and, and she's she still has a lot of the n- naiveties that made mm-hmm. her the character that she was, but you can tell that she's able to stand up for herself or at least be confident in the type of person she is a lot more mm-hmm. without needing to be told. I don't know. She's yeah. I, I like what they're doing with Annie, and next week does well with Annie too. So that'll be fun. To oh talk yeah. About. Everyone picks up that Annie's really talking about the crush <laughs> that she has on someone that's in the group, and she totally has that what, no, the schoolgirl thing that, that, that everyone has. And then, you know, there's totally the thing of you're like, no, I don't have a crush, but what you really want to do is tell everyone about how big of a oh, crush yeah. you have on someone. She's like, no, no, well, yeah, but I can't tell you who it is. I've totally been there. 
Oh, yeah. And they all try to pick up on it, which spurs off this name bit that they go off of, they riff off of for a while about, you know, like, is it the student that looks like this person? And they quote uh, an actor or a celebrity or something. And it's not Mm -hmm. one of my favorite opening gag bits. I think they spend a little bit too much time on it. I thought it was funny. I liked this. Yeah. What are your favorite bits in it? Um... With the, Obviously, the Michael Chiklis one is That's is the good. best line. But yeah. I like the uh, – I don't know. I think it's just funny how long it goes and how many yeah. different people – because I definitely, especially um, – you know, and this may be outing myself a little bit. Sure. When I was in marching band, my little group of people, we had nicknames for most of the people were in the marching band. That things like that. Okay, yeah, and that's funny. Like this. I just mm-hmm. think for mine, there were a couple funny bits in it, but they stretched it out long enough that I don't think it, it, it justified personally – but uh, I like that – okay, so here is where Shirley for the first time mentions that she's starting to see her ex-husband again. And it's a consequential storyline that the episode treats that way, but not right here at first. Everyone just tiptoes like, right over right. that and goes back into what <laughs> they were talking about. Fantastic. I do like, is it the guy with who looks like Anderson Cooper, what was it, with a soul patch and, and something else? Yeah, it's like, is it the soul patch and um... – no, I can't read it, but yeah, that one was funny. And Britta's, when they both say, they describe the same person, one is white, one is black, and Britta says he's biracial, his name is David, and he's a human being is a funny line. But Mm -hmm. in 2021, would you call someone biracial on television? Is that kind of becoming a little bit of a... I don't think so. I don't know. It just sounds like the type of thing that, like, old people would use to describe. Yeah, but I think that also... I don't know. I think I don't know. I would prefer biracial or mixed more than mixed race. Oh well, sure. I uh, yeah. certainly. I'll try to. I'll, I'll try to stop. You're using trying to cut down on that. Sorry, thing. man. It's just what I. <laughs> it's just what I think of. You know, when I constantly describe you to yourself. Yeah, you're like you know, this my mixed race co-host. That's how I talk about you. Uh, Annie breaks it down. She says, stop guessing. She says, change the subject. And then the great cut revealed to Chang, <laughs> the subject, and Chang's on top of the bookshelf, a very tall bookshelf, mm-hmm. and just, like, peering over. And it's impossible that people sitting on the other side of the table wouldn't have noticed him this whole time. Right. But, but it's one of those jokes that only works in a TV show or something because of the angles we get of the room, stuff like yeah. that can happen. We only get one perspective. And, and... and it's a funny enough bit when we see him and, what are you doing up there? <laughs> and he hops down. How does, What does he hop down onto? There's like a study table there. <laughs> okay. A study desk, yeah. And he's uh, coming into the group to let them know that he's here. To, he, he was promised to be added into the study group. And is that where we left off with that? When did that happen? I feel like the it's last time they vague. talked about the study group was the dance thing, and he did not win. So, <laughs> do you think it's been that long? I think probably. Okay, uh, and he's. I feel like it's, it's been that long since like Jeff said anything to him about being in the study group. Okay, well he's here to get it, and <laughs> yeah, the study group doesn't care at all. They're not gonna give him anything. And I like how quickly it goes from... Chang has some funny moments in this episode. Yeah, he does. I like how it goes from, you guys have to tell me right now if I can join the study group. And everyone's like, okay. Well, Jeff is like, well, the answer would be then no. And he's like, take your time. Sleep on it. Give it a couple moments. (laughs) Or else. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty funny bit. And I Mm -hmm. like the way Joel delivers the, well, if we had to choose right now, yeah, it would be no. (laughs) 
and Ken has quite a few funny moments in this. Chang is a character that they really challenged themselves by putting uh, by putting together a character like Chang. And oh, Ken yeah. Jong has such a chaotic comedic energy that you want to work it into the episode, but it's so hard to do anything that works or that I don't know. He's just such an unrealistic character. But he, when he's funny, he's very funny. Yeah, and I, I like him as a student because he he's funny. But I do sometimes miss El Tigre, Chino. Yeah, yeah. He, he there's very there's and they only did it for like a second in the first season. But there's mm-hmm. very little real person underneath Chang. He used to yeah. just be like a really sad guy, and now he's like certainly mentally ill in several regards, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think they even say later in the episode that he exhibits traits of like of several mental disorders. Yeah. Annie points out that Jeff did say that he could join, and Jeff says that was before he started making puns based on his name. And then this joke is stupid when he says, it makes me so changry. Oh, God, it's happening to me. Yeah. That one was a little stupid. Uh, I, I like – I honestly – it doesn't annoy me, even though they do it so many times. I like when Chang does it because the joke is that, like, he's stupid. I yeah. like it less when the Dean does it, but it works for Chang. I Agreed. I yeah. think that it, it works for Chang. But nobody really cares that much. They want to get back into who is uh, Annie having a crush on, and they start naming Transformers. <laughs> Pierce Optimus Prime. There's no way Pierce would know Optimus Prime. Not at all. Jeff's the one that just says, let's just study, which is out of character, and he wants to stop talking about Annie's love life. Do you think that's hinting it? Jeff having um, weird feelings or at the very least like I have a crush on this girl and I'm not going to do anything about it but I don't want to see anyone else do anything about it. I don't think it makes as much sense until he finds out that she's talking about Rich. Yeah. Because I really don't think that Jeff has a whole lot of like feelings feelings for Annie. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's attracted to her. But I feel like that is kind of a thing and it's a selfish thing to be like I think this girl's cute and I like joking around with her but nothing's ever going to happen there. But yeah. I don't really want to see anyone else being cute and joking around with them. I don't know. I want a girl who will laugh for no one else. Hey, there's a recent Weezer album that like uh is, a lot of people are I listened to it and it, I was in, I'm into other stuff right now, so yeah. I kind of just listened to it just to listen to it and didn't dive very deep into it. But then I started seeing like everyone was giving it glowing reviews, and yeah. like Anthony Fantano gave it an eight. Wow! Um, and other people were saying that it's like, you know, Pinkerton Blue album, White album, this new one. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, but I've heard a couple of the songs and they're pretty cool. It's all orchestral. Uh, I'd say the instrumentation is really neat. It's only like thirty minutes. I think you should maybe strap it on. It'll take you. I back. might do it today. It'll, yeah, it'll take you back to you know the days where we listen. I've to been it a listening lot. to uh, Pinkerton Weezer. and the White Album lately. Cool. A little and bit more. It's so Weezer. So how did we start talking about Weezer? Because uh, we talked about you start. You started singing that yeah. song. Uh, Weezer's totally one of those bands that they were really they. They were really bad for a long time after their first great period. Mm-hmm. And then they put out some really good late career stuff that was a surprise. Yeah. And then they totally threw that out the window and did some stuff that was really bad again bad. more recently. And then now they put out – literally when it's to the point where I'm like, I don't really care what Weezer's doing. 
You know That's what I mean? Because I haven't really liked it. Then they're like, oh man, but this song, this album is full of songs that seem about like his real life and feelings unlike most of the stuff that they do and it's got this beautiful orchestration to it but whatever that's enough about weezer right yeah come listen to the the wheeze cast that's not the first time you've said that on the, on the show. i don't think so okay what if we have like a wheeze and a ween cast okay where we talk about ween and wheeze and yeah, I don't know. And we also talk about what's the other band? Weedus? Is it- uh Weedus, you mean the singers of And I'm Just a Teenage Yeah, because people there are people fan. that think that's a Weezer song. That's funny. Yeah. Shirley is really excited to talk about her love life and she tries to bring that up. And I guess Jeff isn't that worried about it because no. nobody wants to talk about Shirley's love life, so he starts jumping into the Annie thing. Yeah. Abed says we should learn people's names. Which maybe <laughs> this is one of those little things where like the study group are the good guys and the focal point for us. But if you went to this school and saw this They're study assholes, group yeah. <laughs> and they were talking about you like, are they Jean-Claude Van Damme with an overbite? You would be like, F- those guys. Yeah. You're like, that's rude as shit. And they kind of make a little joke about it in this episode a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Brown Jamie Lee Curtis is a pretty good line. And that yeah. line is just because of the haircut that Danny got. And in the audio commentary, there was even a moment where someone said, look at Danny's hair. And Danny was like, I got a haircut, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty funny. And we get the full theme song this week because it was an episode that, you know, they could take 30 seconds out of it. Yeah, it wasn't hard to fit it. Always happy to see the theme song, though. Yeah, me too. Okay, so now after the theme song, we're in the anthropology classroom. And another thing that I feel like this episode did me dirty just a little bit was I really don't think they properly utilized Duncan. He's not in it a lot. He's not in it a lot, and his bit's funny, but usually Duncan's really funny. Well, maybe he's less funny now that he's sober. Maybe that is what it is. I don't know. It just seems like, why did they have him be in this if they weren't going to have him really riff off of something? So they're talking about Shirley's love life a little bit, and this is also a little bit stupid, the way that this storyline comes together, how Pierce and Troy kind of have this storyline in this episode of they know the secret that Shirley Mm. hooked up with Chang, and they're trying to keep it the whole time because it's just like Troy's saying out loud while he's sitting next to Pierce, like his his stream of consciousness, and then giving away that Shirley slept with Chang. Yeah, or be with Chang, and yeah, and, and little... it makes him give it away to Pierce, who I I don't I feel like Pierce wouldn't really care that much. Yeah, I don't think Pierce would care that much either. I think that. Pierce would be like, well, why would you sleep with him before she slept with me? Right. Maybe, but like, and even Pierce is like, what, where, when? And then it's how? Even that's not really that funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a little weird. You know, it, this should, this could have easily been a Troy and Abed thing where Abed learns the secret and can't keep it or yeah. doesn't know what to do with the information. But instead, they just gave Pierce something to do. Uh, Pierce is a little bit funnier later in the episode, but this didn't really do a ton for me. And again, they mention as our roommate. I feel like they're really trying to make us remember that in this episode. Yeah, and they were roommates. Uh, Pierce is like, I won't say anything. Then he goes to tweet it, and and Troy says, you can't just tweet it. And Pierce says, you didn't say new media. Yeah, that was fine. Because it was 2010, and Twitter was new. Mm -hmm. Twitter's been around for a long time now. That's crazy. And Facebook's been around for probably like 15 years now, right? Yeah. Now, as a uh, someone who wasn't allowed to have social media early on, I didn't get social media. I didn't get it. I got an Instagram my senior year of high school. And, and was it the whole Twitter. time because you weren't really supposed to? Yeah. 
even through high school? Yeah. I just assumed it was by choice. Uh, it was because I wasn't really supposed to, and then I think that my mom didn't really say that I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. When I was a little older in high school, but I didn't really care that much about it. That's what I always kind of the repu- the impression I got. I had a, a friend that I was close to that never got social media, and it was literally because he was just like a grandpa, and he just like didn't have any interest. And then he eventually did and got it, but that was when we were pretty young, like thirteen, and like everybody had one. I yeah, think I got mine when I, I was so like I missed 12. the whole MySpace thing because I wasn't, wasn't on it. I think I signed up for a MySpace when I was really young and I was just kind of like sneaking around doing stuff mm-hmm. on the internet. But I don't think that I actually got it or I think like my only friends were like the celebrity pages you could be friends with. Yeah. I didn't really use it as a social media, so I didn't really get it. But I reason- definitely in my time hop have Facebook memories that are from like 12 years ago. That's and pretty cool, though. No, I wish... Th- I bet they're I, terrible. That I, like, imagine how terrible you think it is and multiply it by several because it's Ooh. bad sometimes. <laughs> I feel like... I'm glad that I don't have time hawks. I don't want to yeah. see my tweets. I don't know why I keep it. Because every now and then I'll find something. But now it's been years of looking through it occasionally. So I've seen everything a couple of times and mm-hmm. it's all bad. I don't know. Well, I only got a Facebook originally uh, because I wanted to be able to play the Texas Hold'em like phone game, but you had to link it to a Facebook account, and I wanted to play with my friends, and You're so a silly I made a boy. Facebook just to do that. You're a silly boy. And then I was also, it was when I was at Ball State, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll try out this Tinder thing, and it was like, better have a Facebook, and I was like, well, mm. lucky for you, I just made one, and so and they're like, okay, link your Facebook photos, and I was like, I don't have any. And now I feel like you use it a fair amount, Twitter Facebook, and Facebook. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. especially um, Twitter, I at least like to look through, and Facebook I like to look through. So Jeff and Annie are talking about Annie's crush. Really, Annie's bringing it up, and I feel like she's – she in this episode is kind of trying to get a reaction out of Jeff, right? She's definitely fishing for Jeff to be like, hey, don't be with this guy, or like, hey, I'm jealous or something. And Jeff doesn't really care, and he really truly doesn't seem to care. No. You know? Uh, and, and Annie's like, oh, well, yeah, I don't care either. I just wanted you to not care, too. I don't know. Duncan walks in, and, yeah, I think they kind of underuse him here. And he's sober now, so the second semester is going to be really hard, but it really just means that there's going to be more um, more dioramas. There's the little <laughs> bit here, and it really does make, when they call him Fat Neil, it makes it kind of harsh and brutal, doesn't yeah. it? And yeah, yeah. Even here where the line is literally is like, hey, Fat Neil. It's like, Neil's fine. It's like, nah, Fat Neil. Not from an actuarial standpoint. Like, it's a funny line, but it, uh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like it might have hurt the dude's feelings, so that sucks because Charlie's a well, really yeah. cool Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's where you can see a penis written on the board. Yeah, there's erased. a couple of shots, I think, where you can see it, too. There's a closer mm-hmm. one of him where I think think you can see it as well uh it's almost as if he well like obviously probably what they did was rehearse this scene and then erase it but instead yeah. it makes it seem like like uh duncan has planned out this lesson <laughs> and it always involved him writing penis on the board oh from the because i think he does it, it is written out later yeah he's and then right here it's gone drinking from the board, so you can tell they, they had yeah. to re- retake it a couple times that's what it is he he's not drinking anymore and it's because his erections weren't working and that's the only reason that he won't drink and he tells everyone about it 
And he starts to write penis. Yeah. <laughs> As Rich walks in, Rich is a welcome figure whenever he shows up. And I thought he was especially good looking in this episode. Yeah. He looks real shiny. Okay. Uh, question for yeah. you. Okay. Um, I want to know your favorite, and then I think we're going to play a little game for this. Uh, <laughs> okay. Between Rich, yeah. Vaughn, yeah. and Slater. Sure, we'll do Slater. Between Rich, Vaughn, and Slater, who's your favorite? Vaughn. Vaughn, yeah, Vaughn's <laughs> a cutie. All right. But I kind of like all those characters. Rich, Slon, Vader. Vader. Mm-hmm. You just said Rich, Slon, Vader. <laughs> and you just said and Darth Rich, Vader. <laughs> Slon, Vader. Um, Rich, Vaughn, Slater. Let's see. I would probably <laughs> probably kill Rich mm-hmm. Slater mm-hmm. and marry Vaughn I think he'd be fun <laughs> okay I would um, Slater yeah I would kill marry Vaughn Rich. and marry Rich okay. yeah but, but I'd only kill Vaughn because Rich has got the whole like serial killer thing underneath well yeah arms. but I think he'd but be good Kettleborn. to me. Kettle corn, and he'd make me things, and he'd seeing eye dog, so I would definitely marry Rich. So the the, the, the dilemma the dilemma for me is between Slater and Vaughn, and the only reason why I say I would fuck mm. Slater and kill Vaughn is because I feel like Vaughn's tiny nipples would like be an insecurity for him, which would make the sex a little less exciting. Also, Steven's mom warning. Sorry. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Rich comes into the anthropology class, which he's now joined, and he talks about the graduation that he was attending for seeing eye dogs, and he had to shake all their little paws. It's so (laughs) wholesome and so sweet. They've done the best job of coming up with so many things that Rich does and has done that makes him the best guy ever without it ever being too over the top. You know what I mean? Obviously, no man could do all of these things. They talk later about what he flies somewhere once a month to clear yeah. out the rainforest or something like that. He's such a good guy, and he's in the anthropology class right now, which makes Annie really excited, makes Jeff really annoyed, and Jeff picks up on the fact that Rich is who Annie has been crushing on. He sits next to the two of them, and the energy's very clear, and Jeff is not into it right away. He's Now he's feeling some type of way about it. It is because it's Rich. <laughs> Also, the the penis now, okay. Uh, it I was just fully realized written that. Out. Yeah, and it was in a different spot than he was writing it when he started writing. They had penis. to do that scene a couple times, huh? Yeah. Come on, John, get it together. Gee, I hope somebody got fired for that blunder. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the case. Thought I could sneak it past a couple of sleuths like us. You said that someone told you. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it would have been me mentioning it here and you being like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Heather Locklear. Now they're in the cafeteria. They're all sitting at a table. And I noticed how they all had Red Bull cans, like, showing. And poppers. Like a a, a branded. Yeah, it seems like there's some real product placement in this episode. That season two money coming in. Right. They had to do episodes like this so they could afford things like the Christmas episode or like the two-part exactly. paintball episode. Uh, everyone's eating lunch, and Annie's really excited that Rich has joined the class. And now she's just openly talking about how he's who she's been crushing on and tries to get everyone to, to back her up. And they all say, yeah, he's sweet. 
he would be into you. And I would see it. Uh, the age difference is weird, uh, but it, it, they're really sweet, right? Yeah. The age I don't difference, have a if Annie's, Annie's now probably 19, 20. maybe 20, and if Rich is in his 30s, it's not weird, but no. I feel I feel like Rich could be closer to forty, which is why, as she being twenty, seems a little bit weird. I feel like, and this but is coming Steven, as somebody who dated someone who was closer to thirty when I was nineteen and then twenty. Not but being closer 20... to thirty is different than closer to forty. It is, and I'll say that there were even like a lot of things that presented issues. Just not being twenty-one and dating somebody older, yeah. it creates a problem. Yeah, especially someone who's closer to forty. That's a big yeah. stretch. I think that's a big gap. And also, here here's a, a thing, and it, it it's a double standard. Okay, is that older guys with younger girls is automatically comes across as a little bit. Less weird. Less okay than older women and younger guys. I don't think I personally feel that way. I think... You don't. I think it's usually fine, but if one of them is really on the young side and the other one is significantly older, it can feel a little weird, regardless of gender. (laughs) But... I'm not saying your situation did. I'm saying if it, oh yeah, I don't think I've ever been in, a, in an age gap that's so big. That I don't. It's weird. I, I I don't. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I think you were, but I think it very easily whether anyone knows it. I think someone being 18 to 20 and someone being like a lot, a lot, a lot older than 20, being like 30 or older. Yeah, uh, I think it can is a little be weird. Predatorial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Annie now, here is twenty. Is if we 20. think she's twenty, I don't. But nothing happens. So I, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what people come to us. What was your for. question? <laughs> <laughs> <I don't remember. laughs> That's what people come to us for. The hot takes on age gap. I mean, and and Jeff is older than Rich. You think so? I think so. I don't think the actors are that much. No, than each other. but I think Jeff's character is older than Rich's character. Okay. But also, Jeff and Andy are never—they never date. I mean, they... well, someone says here, uh, Jeff is the one who says how he's had a long, full life, and Andy says she, that he's thirty something, and that she can tell he's old because he has the landline and he uses the word album. I use the word album. I use the word album too. What's wrong with that? I used to Records. give Stephen shit for that. He's done that on this before, but we've never had a reason to explain mm-hmm. it. He, I used to give him shit for calling things records, and it's. I don't know. I just thought it sounded a little hipster at the time, but it was very pretentious. I use it occasionally. It depends. Because I'd I be use, like, I "Oh, that album. was a that was a great record. That was a great record. Uh, it's a great oh, record. We uh, cut there, mate. Oh, nah. Boys, hey boys. Little we baby boy likes his records. <laughs> oh, we were playing on my record players at a forty-five or thirty-eight. Oh. Did someone get addicted to crack? Did someone get addicted <laughs> oh. to crack? <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Annie says, you don't think he's too old for me? And everyone is like, no, not really. And Pierce says, well, by that logic, <laughs> I wouldn't have a shot with anybody at this table, which really frames a lot of other stuff. He thinks there's at least one person there that he has a slight chance with. Who do you think it is? Who's your best bet? Uh, I think he thinks that if Britta weren't a lesbian, then she'd be into him. But I think Pierce's mind works more, I'm not into her because she's a lesbian, to cover mm-hmm. that she'd never be interested in him. Yeah, I think so I think Pierce, he thinks Shirley, right? I th- yeah, I think Pierce thinks something could happen between him and Shirley anytime. 
and mm-hmm. sometimes he has confusing feelings about Jeff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they talk about how sober Duncan is worse than drunk Duncan, and I believe that. I think that could be true. <laughs> I and, and, I don't know if we if we mentioned this or not because we were talking about his penis, um, but. Uh, the Limer Duncan's like, and there will be more than one diorama in the entire class. I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Annie talks here about how, well, if class is going to be hard, I think we should bring Rich into the study group. And and it really probably wouldn't be the worst idea. But Jeff has to have a problem with it. You know, Mm -hmm. talking about everyone has a reason that someone other type of person should be in the study group. And I do kind of like episodes where the group really dabbles with someone genuinely joining the study group it's a sitcom so you know they probably won't but it's fun to mess with the dynamics like that yeah i wish this episode would have committed a little bit harder to it because they definitely do it other times well and it would have been nice like you said if maybe they didn't stretch it out so far and they had either chang or rich join the study group and have some way to get like booted out or they leave so i think that would have been so easy to do and would have made it a better episode i agree jeff just doesn't vibe with that But Annie comes up with the idea to create the mixer and invite a bunch of different people, hang out with everyone, and decide who should be in the study group. And I like the idea of that. I like it because it's nice to see these characters have to interact with the other people on the campus, even just random people. And then this welcomes our guest star for the episode, Malcolm Jamal. Or Jamar. Mm -hmm. Jamal. Jamal. Malcolm Jamal Warner, who I was never a big Cosby show kid, so why don't you explain? Uh, he played Theo, uh, probably my my favorite of the kids in the Cosby Show. But he nice. was the oldest son, had a okay. lot of really good storylines on there. But he was, yeah, he was on the Cosby Show for a long time, um, and now he's he's here, looking great as a uh, Shirley's ex husband. Really, really great. He looks Shirley really good. Did well for herself. Not yeah, saying he's that really Shirley handsome. isn't beautiful, but he, yeah, he's a good looking guy, mm-hmm. and it's a great guest spot. I really like andre in this episode i do too i think and i i kind of hate that because it's always been the best shirley stories showed how much what he did really hurt her mm-hmm. and then he shows up and he's this winning guy that wins everyone over and i feel like a lot of times those type of guys are yeah they you know are that's, I mean? I, and that's so how they I, stick around yeah. And still do that kind of stuff i hate it and i don't think that's what the show is doing here but that's kind of like i worry for shirley I agree. I like, uh, well, I don't like, I like Andre's comeback because, you know, he shows up and the first thing Pierce thinks to say is like, oh, thanks, I'm finished, and hands him his tray to take away. Did yeah. you pick up on that? But then yeah. Andre says, no, I'd say you got about two more good years when he yeah, says I he's finished. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was I funny. That. It was a perfect comeback. It totally sounds like someone who's had to say stuff like that to ignorant people their entire life. So they yeah. just have like their thing that they say. Do you have anything like that? Are there any like uh microaggressions that you see a lot do you have like a built-in response to i'm sure there are but growing up in indiana there are so many that you encounter especially working when i worked at the grocery store especially people well, can were you really... give me one i'm curious um i don't know the demographic that does it most is probably i would say older white men aged mm. like 50 mm. and up mm especially just pretty much everything that comes out of their mouths is uh, they just feel like they can say anything yeah they really do they're always the weirdest with the girls mm-hmm. like in front of their wives yeah they'd be like well if i had didn't have this one around mm-hmm. Ugh, gross. i don't know 
I hate yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know, because I'm also, I try, especially at that time, it was not a very confrontational person, so I would just ignore. I just, I wouldn't well, acknowledge Well, and when you're working for say. a company, at a, even though it's awful, if you don't know what, if your boss doesn't say, hey, you can, like, tell people to f*** off if they yeah. disrespect you. My, okay, here's one. My go-to, like, regardless of what they would say, is I'd make them say it again, because they thought they were I'm being sorry, funny. sorry, what was that? Yeah. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, never mind. Yeah, that's my go-to. Especially they think it's a joke, and then they'll like say it again, and I like again will not laugh, and I'll be like, I don't get it. Like that's that's one that's fun to do, because then fun. they're like, no, let me explain my racist joke to you, and I'm like, oh. and you're like, okay, show me how racist you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which you know, from the years 2016 to 2020, were pretty. They they like to explain it because they're like, oh, this, I don't this think is it's stopping. Now. Yeah. No. <laughs> At least they're, they're not as loud. Lucky to be in Chicago. Yeah, truly. Uh, so, yeah, Andre has come to visit Shirley at the school, which is nice. So Andre just kind of is around for the majority of this episode, which is one of the touches I really liked about it. His his presence and personality is really likable, even if mm-hmm. I wanted better for Shirley. And, and in the audio commentary, Yvette talked about how excited she was that he was the guest star and was her oh, husband. Yeah. And you can tell. Just look at that hug. I know. She is thrilled to be hugging him right now. Yeah. Because she probably had such a crush me. on him when she was younger. They what did they say on the commentary? They said that uh, the rest of the cast had like a safe word to like tell Yvette that she needed to calm down. <laughs> and it was something like re- so it was something funny. like green grass or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. And I like that this kind of continues the thread of Troy saying things he shouldn't hear because the first thing he says to Andre is like, we haven't heard a lot about you or what you've done or with who. (laughs) And Andre doesn't blink an eye. I mean, I think he's really here trying to show Shirley that he is doing this. Yeah. He knows that these people have probably heard about all this stuff, but he knows that these people have been important to her. So he doesn't bat an eye and he doesn't stop smiling and he uh, like takes it head on, which is admirable. Mm hmm. I like it. And gives everyone around a soft serve. Lil told me while we were watching this episode last night that they had soft serve because they were like, well, it's not like he'd have to pay for that. And I was like, what do you mean? Of course you would have to pay for that. Yeah. And they said at their college, there's a soft serve machine that you could just go get ice cream. What the f***? And so they thought that it was like a, just a thing that that it no. that that's how it works. No, are you, you kidding to, me? Do you know how much and, ice cream I would have eaten? I'm curious if that maybe they were supposed to pay for it, and Lil was just going and getting just ice cream, stealing ice cream constantly. But they said that they would be like, yeah, we'd be like, let's go get some of that ice cream, and they would all the time. I would fill so many like different. Receptacles. You'd like take home a huge container of it, even though you could just yeah. come back and get more whenever. Exactly, because like, I know this is for the week, so I can stay in my room until it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of, damn it! Yeah. What? I have a shamrock shake. That's in oh, the no, have so you had the Oreo shamrock McFlurry? I almost ordered it last night, but I have a shamrock shake. This instead. is I'm such so a tangent-filled podcast, and it's okay because this episode is not bad, but a little mixed. Have you? So now at McDonald's, they have chicken sandwiches that are meant to rival the like Popeye sandwich. And I tried, yeah, they're, they come in like the special chicken sandwich bag and they've wow. got this special bun and they've got like a new kind of like crispy chicken filet and there's a regular one, a deluxe one and a spicy one. And I tried Ooh. the spicy one and man, it was tasty. Really? That makes me happy because I'm a chicken sandwich loving guy. It was, the chicken piece isn't as big as the Popeye's one, mm-hmm. but it was every bit as tasty and it might've been, the sauce might've been a little bit spicier. 
Ooh. And I bet it's probably at least a touch cheaper because it's McDonald's, right? And, of course, our sponsor this week is McDonald's. This is a big gift for us, buddy. No, that's loving it. <laughs> yeah, go up to your local McDonald's, go through the drive-thru, tell them we'll take the Zach and Steven. <laughs> Which they of know course... what it is. It's a secret menu item. Yeah, tell them what it is, buddy. Um, so it's two parts. The Zach, of course, <laughs> is um, a... <laughs> 20 piece of chicken tendies, not tenders, but tendies with Szechuan sauce. And they don't make any of that anymore, so they just <laughs> they just like mold four chicken nuggets together and then deep fry. They really it. mash them together. Um with a large high C yeah. with light ice. Um and then the Steven half of that is 11 McChickens, uh, three, <laughs> three McDoubles, and a Big Mac, uh, all with like six barbecue sauces, a large Coke with light ice, and a large sweet tea with no ice, um, all dipped in a shamrock shake. Now, you may say, no, you mean I... with a shamrock shake? No. All of them dipped in a shamrock yeah, shake, I then put the... back in their bags. They're, they're, they come pre-soggy and minty. <laughs> So, yes, please go to your local McDonald's, roll up to the speaker, and say, I'll take the Zach and Steven, please. They'll know what you're talking about and what we just described. Valid only participating in McDonald's stores. (laughs) (laughs) They went from Travis Scott to Jay Balvin or whoever, and now it's... (laughs) Zach and (laughs) Steven. What are those uh, officially licensed Zach and Steve and Happy Meal toys? Um, well, here's the thing. <laughs> oh, no. What is it? You have to show ID to get it because uh-huh. they do not want children playing with those. Let me just tell you that. They're male vibrators. <laughs> it's like a half-smoked joint and, uh, <laughs> and a cracked Weezer CD. <laughs> Which one will you get? <laughs> They're all ratitude. And all the joints have already been smoked to completion. <laughs> there's like <laughs> there's like one out of every 1,000 gets Hurley, and that's it. <laughs> collect, collect all two. <laughs> there's like and a Steven, smash Lucky Strike insane. cigarette it's box. A, it's insane how in-depth they're partnering with us because also if you roll up to your local McDonald's, you can also on any small fry or large filet of fish you can uh, play Zach and Steven Monopoly. <laughs> and if you collect all four railroads, what's that number one prize? Uh, well, the number one prize is a swift kick in the pants <laughs> from your mother. Uh, for the smell that you'll have from the amount of Mc- from the amount of small fries and filet fishes that you have to eat to get all four railroads. The grand prize is the smallest little kiss from both Steven and myself. We will personally show up and butterfly kiss your eyeballs. <laughs> so thanks for the sponsorship. We're really loving that sellout money. Uh, you can you can see we're okay with them doing whatever they want with our brand. Thanks, McDonald's. <laughs> what are we talking about? For a limited time. Now, if you are managed to collect all four railroads, both Weezer CDs, and at least four <laughs> joint butts, uh, we will personally come and rub whatever sandwich you, you wanted to. 
good. We will spit on your burger and if hand it to you. know what we mean. <laughs> Steven and I will will split up between the <laughs> and the personally. Oh my god. <laughs> For fifty dollars on patreon.com slash You know my sister podcast. told her like Probably fellow middle school friends words. to listen to this. I'm sorry, kids. You know, for whatever reason, I feel like that that's the audience that would truly get get us. Honestly. <laughs> I like how your sibling is, is to the point <laughs> that they're like, not, hey, you should check out Community. That she's like, hey, you should listen to this podcast about this TV show you've probably <laughs> never heard of that my brother does. <laughs> oh, I had a pretty cool moment, Zach, as we're, as we're just winding Rainbow Road today. Uh, we're seven minutes into the episode, uh, we, um, I was uh, with some people that I I work with. Well, I guess a different studio, and he had a couple friends over, and it was you know a pretty small, like gathering like four, five people. Yeah, uh, but it was nice. We were hanging out. It was nice to be in like a social gathering of sorts. Yeah, yeah. And that. the guy I was talking to, we were we were vibing. Like he's a cool guy. We had a lot of similar tastes and things. He's like, have you ever heard of Community? And I was like. Actually, <laughs> well, for your information, I recently interviewed Joel McHale. And he was like, really? And then I showed him, and now he's going to listen to the show. I've totally had moments like that, too, uh, in the play that I was in. I, t- I had mentioned, I don't I don't make a big deal about it, but I would mention yeah. that, yeah, like I do a podcast that comes out every week. It's really fun. And one mm-hmm. of the cast members like followed me on Instagram and then followed the podcast and came to me the next day and was like, you had Joel McHale on the podcast? I was like, oh, cool. well. Ha <laughs> ha! Now before us, peasants. Let's get back into this episode because we're never going to talk to Joel McHale again at this rate. Nope. Uh, I like how Britta does show some concern for Shirley's situation and the way that she phrases it. That she's been fed a lot of soft serve by a lot of guys. Sometimes it's chili tickets, which totally sets up her bit at the end of the episode. Yeah, that was Neil. pretty great. And gym bag full of nickels. Britta will give it up for just about anything, and she's willing to use that as advice to keep Shirley from making the same mistakes. I like the way Troy's looking at her. Like, I wonder what I could give Britta. (laughs) (laughs) And Shirley, I like how well she stands up for herself because I'm sure she's been wrestling with this decision for a long time, and she didn't bring it to her friends until she knew that this was what she was going to do. And it yeah. is, and her friends just need to do that with her, kind of. Mm-hmm. And it's because that she's pregnant, and it's a real shock to everyone. And she was going to wait to tell everyone, but people are being kind of mean to her decision-making, so she needs to tell them that she's eight weeks along, she's pregnant, and <laughs> immediately Troy and Pierce think about how they both know that Chang and Shirley had sex on Halloween, and dude... I would have liked this Shirley straight through line mm-hmm. without the Chang aspect. Without the Chang aspect. If there was a storyline about her getting back with her husband and and being pregnant, but mm-hmm. maybe the baby isn't theirs. But why did it, it have to be Chang? Yeah. That, yeah. Without even a passing mention of Chang's wife... Who no. the last time? I mean, it would make sense if they didn't stay together very long after it. But the last but time we saw them, it. they rekindled. And no, they didn't mention it. They salsa danced. The dance of love, and that's forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now we're in the study room, and this is that line that I really like, where Annie's like, "You may know us as that study group, but tonight <laughs> we're gonna treat you all like human beings." Yeah. 
And there's this large gathering of people here for this mixer to maybe get accepted into the study group. And this is so weird that, do you think these people that got invited to this mixer know that it's like a competition for one of them to get accepted into this study group? Oh, there's so not pompous? a chance because they wouldn't be there. Or do you think there. they're just there for like a mixer? Yeah. I think they're there because they thought it would be a party with maybe booze. And they get there and there's tropical Skittles, cigarettes, and mouthwash. <laughs> and they stay. Mm-hmm. The Greendale crowd's easy to please. Who was it that someone talked to us? Was it you about like models hanging out at Greendale? Oh, that was on the Save Greendale Committee uh, yeah. the podcast we did with them that we should check it out. How they always thought it was funny how, uh, you know, the background of Greendale is always filled with attractive people, but whatever mm-hmm. they're doing is so ridiculous and stupid. And the characters in the background would be like, oh my God, this is so stupid. But like, they're there. They're You're a part there. Of it. You are a part. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's you there to have a go good here. time. Everyone gets a cigarette. <laughs> the groups all kind of <laughs> keeping to themselves, even though they're supposed to be getting to know these people. And Pierce and Troy are trying to get to the bottom of it. Troy's going to like interrogate Andre, this man that he doesn't know, to try to find out uh, if, if, if it's his or not. I like how Andre is just picking at the tropical Skittles. You know, <laughs> yeah. I miss the days of pre-COVID times when we could all just sit around picking Skittles out of a jar together. Uh, isn't that crazy? Because that's not going to happen again for years. That sounds awful, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, is it awful? Because I don't know that we ever should have been just reaching our bare hands but into yeah, a bowl but there's... of candy. <laughs> There's nothing more pure and wholesome in this world than two loving friends both going tongue first into a bowl full of Skittles together. I mean, we still do that. <laughs> yeah. Find the one blue one. <laughs> here's, here's the hint. <laughs> there is one. There is no <laughs> Didn't stop us from looking, though, did it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, all of Troy's interrogations to Andre are very troy the way that he's like, after Halloween, dead pumpkins everywhere, dead pumpkins, kids have taken off their costumes. Nature's and Viagra, right? <laughs> Andre's like, yeah, I guess so. And I really like his, <laughs> he really fits in well into this episode. I like how after being interrogated by Troy so strangely, he's like, okay, I'm going to go talk to some other people. Okay, see you later, puts, man. Puts like six Skittles back in the bowl. Right, and that's the best part because once you mm-hmm. found the magic skittle, you put it back in the bowl so two other friends can. Someone touch else each can other have fun they've finding always dreamed it. To. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the magic of a bowl full of skittles, and you know we we neglected to mention that when you roll up to your local McDonald's for the Zach and Steven experience, <laughs> if you that, whisper, no, no, taste no, the no, rainbow. no, no, no. Oh no! The cost of the experience is one pre-searched. Bowl of Skittles. That 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 translates to the cost of the meal. Well, and they'll know whether it's been well, searched properly yeah, or not. Anyone would know. They're, By they're two all very sticky friends. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go talk to someone else. Is what everyone who listens to our podcast is saying. Right <laughs> I think I'm gonna turn the dial. It's like, no, this isn't a dial. You can't turn it. It's like, no, I already have. No. The end. Troy's already given up. That's all he had. And and Pierce is getting very close to the point. It's a it's a miracle that he's made it that's this long. It really is. He's getting close to the point where he's just gonna say that it happened. And Troy has very astute line here when he says, "Pierce, if someone had sex with Chang and they get to not remember that happened, that's a gift from God. I'm not taking that away from her without a good reason." Mm-hmm. Funny thing about the word astute, 
I uh, sent it in a text earlier, but I spelled it like astute with an E, and I was like, why is it telling me I spelled that wrong? And I Googled it, and it's astute with an A. You didn't know that? Nope. Um, The very in tune with this next character that we're introduced to, Kendra, with a Q-U, which, of course, as mentioned, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast is now You Can't Disappoint a Podcast with a Q-U. Exactly. Uh, There's my ex right there. That's my connection to community. We dated for a little while. They're not wholly dissimilar. (laughs) Right. I mean, fair enough. What is she up to these days? Um, (laughs) I think she's still with that guy who vapes. (laughs) <laughs> Does, didn't he have like did, did he have like a an Instagram um, where it probably, was like vape probably, god I'm yeah. sure they're both big fans of the vape show Lord. so yeah. shout out but he had like a, a an Instagram with like vape tricks yeah is, is he still got a big following I don't know I uh I I haven't touched base with him in a while we should uh <laughs> catch up share strange you have so much in common I know well at least share common philosophies Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, Jeff has found this girl, Kendra. She spells it with a Q-U. Uh, she's who Jeff wants to join the study group because she's just this hot girl who Jeff could bang. And it, it's almost like she's she, it's almost like Jeff's trying to, like, Kendra to him is what Rich is to Annie. It's just like a hot thing to bang when Annie yeah. actually kind of has a crush on, on Rich. And well, Jeff's and, like, well, and he that knows that, that Kendra is... is is like the antithesis to Annie, right? She's yeah. blonde and stupid and yeah. kind of like how Rich is, is like Jeff. I mean, he's they're They're both good looking, but Jeff is like a gen, I mean, Rich is a genuinely like generous guy that seems yeah. to only want the best for everyone else and not really worry about himself. I don't really like when sitcoms create characters like Kendra because they do it all too often to have like mm-hmm. a dumb, hot girl yeah. who is just there for, the guys to ogle it's like what friends and how i met your mother would do really mm-hmm. badly uh but i the, i think her finest moment is when she asks troy are you abed i love star wars and then when she finds out she's wrong i love footballs which, which our <laughs> dad told us <laughs> and troy sees right through it it's not gonna work rich brings kettle corn though and that's gonna work because that's, <laughs> that's a, fun a fun time, time snack, snack. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a continuity error here. Uh, Rich says quite delightfully, I make it in my garage. But when we mm-hmm. see Rich later, doesn't he live in an apartment? Yeah, he does. So where does he have a garage? Maybe that's a part of the serial killer conspiracy. Mm-hmm. That he rents out a garage somewhere and it's where he does his killing and where he makes his kettle corn. What if the show You was really about Rich the whole time? Which is funny because that show had Krista Aaliyah as a like sexual predator, and he is a sexual predator. Yeah, he is. He like very very recently released a YouTube video that was like, you know what they all are. Yeah, it was his the, first time I saying something. It was like, to... sorry guys, no, it wasn't even like that. It was kind really? of like I did a lot of stuff. That's shitty. Yeah. But Rich, I make it in my garage. It's a funny enough line that they can keep it, even if the monster uses that garage for killing the innocent people of, <laughs> of Greendale. And they could have totally not done... This is a stupid line. This is a yeah. like laugh track sitcom joke that I spell kettle corn with a Q-U, and Jeff's reaction, well, don't, is, is my thoughts exactly with it. Mm-hmm. And now we get a really funny bit, another one of several <laughs> really funny Chang moments in this episode when he walks in, and they've had this wide search... 
for a mixer and they didn't invite Chang even if they knew he was they weren't going to pick him. They could have at least thrown him that bone and made him right? feel like included. But he shows up. <laughs> what is this? What's going on? It's a mixer. Why is everyone from Anthro class here? Are you guys picking a new study group member? And you didn't invite me? We didn't know how to reach you. What are you talking about? I'm everywhere. We didn't know how to reach you. That's not true. That's a lie. It's a mixer. We didn't know how to reach you. It's a mixer. 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 Works every time. In Abed's moment here where he uh, uh, acts spazzing out and, and like circuit shorting to get Chang to leave him alone and that it works and that he's like, yes, works every time. It's a really, <laughs> really great Danny Pudi moment. It's one of my favorites. And it shows, really, that Abed has growth because I don't think he would have been able to... Like, back in the beginning of the series when he didn't know what pranks were and stuff like that, that Mm -hmm. he used to not be able to separate things, like, in a way like that. He wouldn't be able to act in such a way, I don't think. But now Abed, like, watching it, especially seeing it kind of slowly, like, his... um, he has so many great background moments in this episode where he's just like reacting to things in such a way where he's like, this is what I do. This is what yeah. I do. And it's so funny. Like he like takes a drink of like a soda and like shakes his head and like does like a face. It's yeah. so good. Super good. Everyone's chowing down on some kettle corn and talking about how good it is. Rich is totally just winning everyone over. Kendra definitely isn't. Chang definitely isn't. Jeff's kind of out of options. It feels like everyone's going to pick Rich. So he leaves mm-hmm. And it looks like he's kind of trying trying to scramble, you know, trying to figure out something. And Annie approaches him, runs out of the room and approaches him to say, let's just vote in Rich. You know, everybody left and he's getting along with everyone. Yeah. And it's super obvious that Rich is the best candidate. And Jeff, with a really creepy smile on his face, gives that, yeah, sounds great. I'll be right there. <laughs> and he's just trying to come up with a last minute thing. And I do like this, that the turn for funny. Jeff is that the last minute thing is Chang because he's like, just like he told Abed when he asked Abed why he didn't invite him. He's always around. He's always everywhere. He's everywhere. If yeah. he's like the only option and Chang <laughs> reveals himself by walking towards Jeff and he starts clapping like a slow clap that he's starting while he walks. It's, you don't <laughs> the, know that. The it's, slow clap really bit was silly. pretty funny. That's one of my, I forgot to mention that like in my funniest moments, but that definitely is one of my favorite things is Chang doing the mistimed slow it's, claps. It's one of those things that like only only Kim Jong can do this because it's a bit that's not funny. Yeah. And he does it in a way that's so dryly not funny that it's really funny. Cuz it's so he's so serious. He's like this is what I'm doing and it works. I just love that whenever Chang's talking to someone, he's got this really intense stare. He's really <laughs> intensely staring into Jeff's eyes and you can see Jeff's reaction to it. Both of the actors play really well off of each other. As he he's he's making a Chang joke as you Chang your point of view while he's looking directly into his soul. <laughs> and I like Jeff's takedown of that's not clever. You only ever use it when you use the word Chang. <laughs> and he's like, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> Jeff's scrambling. He doesn't want to go to Chang, but it is the only option. So he says, just let me do all the talking and follow my lead. Chang says, deal. <laughs> Try not to start another slow clap. And Jeff brings up, do you have brain damage? <laughs> it's a really funny moment between the two of them. And whenever Jeff and Chang have to pair up, I think it's my favorite oh, it's way to have Chang. Yeah, 
We cut back into the study room and Annie is just continuing to list more and more impressive things that uh, that that Rich does that he flies down once a month to a to a third world country to fix children's cleft palates and and teaches them acoustic guitar and Rich just sitting down is like, "Oh yeah." Cuz he's so he's almost well, I guess he does kind of brag, but he doesn't really that much. No, it's, and it's not like he easy. brags to like get praise. He just people bring it up and he's like yeah i do that or he's like telling it because he's so excited about it like with the yeah. dogs he's not doing it to say like oh it yeah i, I train dogs he's like sorry but i'm late i was shaking doggy hands really clear that there's darkness underneath that because of his brother and the and the roller coaster and it should have mm. been him that that there is a complex there you know if you dig hard enough it doesn't look like he's doing a thing but he totally is mm-hmm. pierce doesn't care he's down troy's down the kettle corn's great do you like kettle corn Okay, so I do not in like Chicago, there is a pretty famous Garrett's popcorn, and the Chicago yeah. style is the like caramelized kettle corn with the cheesy mixed in, and I like it a lot. Yeah, you would like something like that. Mm-hmm. I like some sweet popcorn offerings, but I don't like just plain kettle corn. I would maybe like a caramelized, and I, w- I would probably try that, uh, even with the cheesy um i you know what i saw that really surprised me we just went grocery shopping and they had Mm -hmm. like one of the main brands of popcorn had a popcorn that was blue and cotton candy flavored that sounds like nope no thanks nope that doesn't sound enjoyable at all unlike that rich is an open and shut case and they're all willing to vote him in and then jeff shows up right at the <laughs> perfect second to say i object and to bring in chang who really does look like the next in a nesting doll size <laughs> like if you if jeff was the slightly larger one you would take him apart and it's chang as chang like slides from behind him. <laughs> ben chang is jeff's case and he's so Jeff is just so talented at bullshitting that mm-hmm. he can he's, he he has a plan and he's going to get them all to pick Chang. He's serious. It's going to happen. And here when he says I am Yahoo serious, is that a reference to the company Yahoo or is yeah. he saying the word it is? That's really funny because I know up. at this point in their head not in a million years would any <laughs> of them ever come out with the idea that the show would end up on Yahoo. No. Maybe that's, that's what it funny. was. Maybe Yahoo was like, "Oh, they like us. Let's let's throw them a bone." They gave us some some free publicity. What's the? He has a couple serious lines here. The Honey Nut Cereos was probably. I like my the Honey favorite. Nut Cereos, yeah. And then there's a moment here that debunked, totally stole from the SpongeBob SquarePants movie when stalling. Andy asked if Jeff is stalling. Like stalling, they don't totally do what they did there, but Jeff has a funny stalling act here. Mm. Like ha 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 ha, stalling. No, Annie. In fact, you're going to wish I was stalling. And he's like, oh, never mind. I just thought of it. Go away. <laughs> and, okay, so now he gives this winger speech about Chang that's so ridiculous. And it's kind of the beginning of the cap-off of an episode that so far has been pretty good. Yeah. But this is really the beginning of when it gets kind of uneven. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, I think this is when it's like, okay. However, when you ask any of the community cast with their favorite winger speech, this one is it. Really? Yes. Huh. So let's take a look at it. Yeah. Jeff says, I'm going to name some names. And he says, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy. I like how Chang goes right to him. And, and it's like, what? As if he's comparing them to him, but he's not. He's comparing them to Rich. Mm-hmm. And he says, and he says <laughs> points at him. What do they have in common? We don't know them very well. What do we know about Ben Chang? And he goes on to list all of the ways that Ben Chang is 
uh, is, <laughs> is is a monster and and unpredictable and and awful. And this is I don't know if it's the first time they've done it, but Chang when he's like he's awful, whatever the first thing Jeff says about him, and he says let let him finish. When he was absolutely, and I think this is maybe the second hmm. time they've done it. That continues it to be a, a running mm. thing. There's a really funny one in one of the last episodes. Are there a couple of the last episodes you haven't seen? I haven't seen probably the last two or three. Let's see. Before the final episode, it's about Garrett's wedding, and I've they're like recording one. it. Because um, my sister was talking to me about that episode recently, and I was like, I have not seen it, and she made fun of me for not having seen it. Yep. Let's see, the one before that is the last paintball episode. Which I have not seen. It's just, and it's a good one. The one before that is when they're all driving around in an RV that has a giant hand strapped to the top of it. That one I might have seen. What's before that? Before that is the grifting episode where they do like the passing briefcases around like there's a grift. That one a I think I've teacher. seen. And then the one before that is the one where they make like a sci-fi movie. Yeah. And Garrett plays, like, a animated character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you haven't seen, like, a handful of the last episodes. Yeah. Interesting. Ooh. So, yeah, Jeff is saying, we know that Chang's all of these things. He's dangerous. He's unpredictable. He's selfish. He likes to use his name to make bad puns. But Ugh. his point is that Rich seems so great, but nobody's that great. There's got to be something underneath it. Chang is not that great, but we know his brand of not great. He won't surprise us. Bring exactly. it home. I like when Shanks says <laughs> that. He's just, uh, man, Ken Jong's like moving around and fidgeting and his facial expressions during this is great. And it's funny because only Jeff Winger, Cheng is so off-putting. Mm-hmm. And what he's saying is so nothing against Rich really at all. And no. it changes enough people's minds to make it happen. Well, what we have here is the classic... Uh, Aaron Burr, Thomas Jefferson debate where we don't know what Aaron Burr stands for, but we know what Thomas Jefferson stands for. It's not what we agree with. At least he has a stance. Chang has beliefs. Rich has none. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Chang's feel the heat. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the the score during this scene is really good, too. I wanted Mm -hmm. to point out there's some really great Ludwig stuff in this one. And... It works. At at the end of the speech, Chang starts a slow clap, and it's one that actually takes everyone joins in on. Everyone joins in on the slow mm-hmm. clap, and I like that he gets one after trying it a couple of times. Right. In equally as ridiculous of a situation, I really liked also before that all of the ways Jeff describes Rich's bland. Yeah. Uh, calling him tapioca pudding, likening to things like that. And Rich the whole time just saying they're smiling. He knows that this is what he gets with Jeff because Jeff has been so weird with him every time he's been around from the mm-hmm. time that he barged into pottery class to try to when – he, when he was humping the camel, remember? Yeah. Tossing the camel's hump, right? You throw the hump. Right. And now we've got to you know, give Jeff credit because Chang wouldn't have started the slow clap unless Jeff told him to. Absolutely. But it works. Enough people vote for Chang – other than one, they're tied, and Shirley is the deciding factor, right? Mm-hmm. So it's up to Shirley. I, and it's such a tiny moment, but I like the moment where Andre's like, oh, wow, what are you going to do? Like the, he's <laughs> getting a little bit invested in these silly yeah. things that happen to his wife while he's at, while she's at school. And Chang drops to his knees and Pierce. Okay, here's a funny <laughs> chubby thing. Uh, apparently he 
at first couldn't and then wouldn't say kettle corn. <laughs> and that it was really hard to get him to say kettle corn. <laughs> and Chevy. Chevy. <laughs> Just say kettle corn. Yeah. Like, popcorn. It's popcorn. It's like, but the scene turned out really funny. He's like, this is the best kettle corn I've ever had in my entire life. If you don't vote for Rich, I'll shatter your world. And his face when he says it, I'll shatter your world. <laughs> I heard you. I vote for Chang. So it works. Jeff pulled through and he's defeated. Oh, Rich had a little sad face. Which is sad. Pierce is really heartbroken. So he doesn't give a f*** anymore. And he just says, Chang and Shirley had sex on Halloween. And everyone reacts really big to that because nobody knew it really other than Troy. Yeah. And Pierce says really casually to Shirley, who's like, what? She doesn't remember at all. Pierce just goes, he may be the father of your baby. <laughs> and Shirley has an understood emotional breakdown. Chang is starting to put it together. Uh, and then Troy she was like, Pierce, me. she crossed me. <laughs> Andre steps up for himself, still with a handful of kettle corn. The, mm-hmm. the true gentleman says, is that why you were interrogating me about my sexual activity? And Troy reveals now to everyone that he has a voicemail from the Halloween party that none of them remember, that Chang and Shirley slept together. It seems to be about around the time that the conception of the baby would have been. It is what it is, right? It is yeah, what it is. It, it is, you know, and it's. Everybody is clearly in a state of shock. Shirley is probably equally as, like, upset as embarrassed. Yes. Shirley, what is he talking about? Andre is obviously having trouble with this. And Shirley literally has no idea. It's also, I really, really don't like, uh, I, I, if, the, if the Halloween party was going to be something they all forgot about, there shouldn't have been things from it that stemmed to later episodes. Mm-hmm. It should have just been one of those things that happened and we let it go. Yep. Right? I don't like this because if you dive too deep into the implications of Shirley having sex with a man, not being able to remember it, and now she's pregnant with his baby. It's, it's a not lot great. darker when what they're presenting it as, even if the reason she remembers it has nothing to do with him. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And Shirley has the moment that works as well as it could when she explains to, to Andre that nobody remembers what happened at that party. She really doesn't. Yeah. And Chang, it's a funny character thing how he immediately takes his cell phone out and turns it upside down. And he's like... Yeah. Oh, now I know what these pictures are. Do you mind if Mm -hmm. I forward these to my brother, who has been previously established as, like, a priest? Yeah. Right? So he wants to send them to his priest brother. To his priest brother. To be like, look what you can't do. Right? (laughs) And I like how he even covers the photos so Andre can't see them. Mm -hmm. And then Shirley literally, like, throws him out the door. Now, Annie is upset and saying that this isn't silly anymore because Shirley's life is in a flux like in a big flux because of something that started out so silly mm-hmm. and andre and shirley have an honest moment where shirley just says you know i don't understand what's going on but we can work on this together we can and andre leaves not really in a shitty way once we see what happens a little yeah, bit later but but it's obviously like out. i cannot deal with this information in front of all of these people right now i'm stepping yeah. away, right rich says i think this is a good time to go <laughs> and he starts to leave it's funny that after any of this, and even after the first couple times that Rich would even have any interest in joining the study in group, being around on top these of the people. things that he does, yeah, especially if he has no romantic interest in Annie, which we learn a little bit later. No, yeah, Annie and Pierce, <laughs> Annie and Pierce are Rich. <laughs> no, and Pierce runs out the door after him, looks at Jeff. You finally did it, Jeff Winger. You finally hurt this group in a way that'll never heal. Kettle 
corn. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny because I'm sure that Rich would be more than happy to make Pierce kettle corn whenever he whenever. wants. Whenever. Regardless of the study group. It seems yeah. like he's got a ton of it. Oh my god, he had so much that he brought. Kettle corn. Now we're into the scene in the bathroom. Jeff's left the situation and he's in the men's bathroom. And there are quite a few people that come one by one to have a conversation with him. Mostly female. What did mm-hmm. you think about the way that this scene was set up? I thought it was kind of funny, especially funny. when Britta comes in and just like, am I in the wrong bathroom? Yeah. Annie's followed him there. He's going to wash his hands and, and Annie's really confronting him and asking him to explain why he's been acting weird, all this stuff. Jeff has a stupid dick kind of funny line about, well, when a guy eats food and drink, they got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Annie is really upset a little bit and says, explain your behavior and... Jeff just basically says that he doesn't like Rich that much, and and it's it's not because he's jealous of him, but Annie's like it so clearly is. There's so clearly something like that, uh, and and Annie makes it then about her, which Jeff hasn't really given away if it is or not, and says, well, look, one second I'm too young for you to date, and then the next you're trying to get rid of guys I like. I see, which is of not the first time. That way. Yeah, because right. I mean the same thing happened with Vaughn, right? right? Where she was dating right. Vaughn, and Jeff's like, I don't like this. Yes, absolutely. And Annie pretty much just says, and this is honestly, man, it comes a little bit out of nowhere, but this little conversation here between them is about the most maturely they've ever dealt with this. Oh, absolutely. And I like it. The way that Annie just says, do you want to date me or whatever, however she says it, do you want to try something or not? And Jeff honestly and maturely says, and not really, it's a little bit of a cop out, but it's the most straightforward he's ever been with it. Either you want me or you don't. What's it going to be? I wish I could give you an answer that makes sense, but relationships are complicated and we're in the men's room. And I Mm -hmm. get that. I'm sure he does feel like I'm attracted to this person. Uh, They are too young for me to date, but I'm spending a lot of time with this person and we we mesh well with each other Mm -hmm. and I'm still attracted with them. It's confusing. Yeah, I guess I get that. I guess I get that. Without... Uh, trying to sound too nice about men who struggle with feelings for girls that might be a little too young for them. You know, yeah. that's not cool. I mean, it's but not like in, Annie's underage. Within this situation, like psychoanalyzing yeah. this situation, I see Jeff struggle. Totally. Because Jeff knows that he's too old. So it's not like he's like <laughs> trying to sleep with her. He's like, And then also I he would... brings it out of the se- – well, finish your thoughts, sorry. Yeah, but like, it's not like he's trying to sleep with her. I mean, he probably – wants to but also knows that he shouldn't which is why it's a complicated situation he's old enough and been through it enough times to see the other side of it before he's willing to dive into it yeah yeah and annie accepts what he says even though he kind of you know threw it off a little bit but then kind of against jeff she says okay well then there it is i'm gonna ask rich out which i do think that's true i think sometimes not getting the response you want out of one person gives you the confidence boost or the energy boost to go the 100%. other direction. Yeah? Yeah. So Annie's going to go ri- ask Rich out, and it's mostly to make Jeff upset, which he does seem upset about it. And then it, I like how not even <laughs> that the girls are keep coming in to talk to him in the men's room. It's right after the last person left. Yeah, so like then, Annie walks out and Britta walks right past her in. Britta comes in and goes, there you are. <laughs> I'm walking to the wrong bathroom. And uh, Britta is telling Jeff that she needs to get involved with Andre and Shirley and that maybe Jeff should be the one to go find Andre and try to tell him another side of things that are happening. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and Jeff's confused because Britta was going on earlier how unsure she was about Andre being around. And Britta, maturely as well, is able to say, well, whatever I think about that, it's apparently what Shirley wants, so that's mm-hmm. what's, that's what it's going to be, right? Yeah, which is really, you know, like it is more mature, Britta, because Shirley said, I'm a grown woman, and this is what I want to do. Right. Jeff leaves the bathroom, doesn't really give it much thought, and then Neil comes in and pays off <laughs> on the mention of Britta saying things that she's given away for herself before, or taken to give herself away before. Uh, Fat Neil comes in with tickets to something. We don't know what Annie... Annie. Britta flashes him. She takes the tickets. Neil leaves. Mezzanine? <laughs> I don't know. It's a little scrub. It's a little bit of scrubs. Yeah. But it's kind of funny. That it is very scrubs, that, it? that it just happens, and there was no mention before or after of that it was going to happen or, or, or not. Uh, we missed the first one. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we're with Jeff outside talking to Andre. This is one of two Cosby references in the episode. This being a time before it was tricky territory. Yeah, I guess, or before it was well known how tricky the territory was. Earlier in the episode, Troy kind of makes a Cosby esque face to to Andre when he's talking to him about like the sexual stuff. And mm. here, um, Jeff points out to Andre, "Hey, nice sweater," and Andre says, "My dad gave it to me." And it's not quite a Cosby sweater, but it makes you think of Cosby. Yeah, and the scene that the two men share here, I think, is nice. Yeah, Do you like I this like part? this scene. Yeah, I and thought it was good. Honestly, as we've been going through this episode, I'm finding myself liking more things about it than even when we watched it to prepare for this episode. But Me I too. still think I don't like what's about to happen after this scene. Really? But I, I, we'll talk about it. I do really, really like this scene right here, ta- the two of them talking. Mm-hmm. That Andre isn't really upset at Shirley. He just needed the time to come outside and think about it. And he's mostly upset at himself because what he did led to everything that's happened. And it's a mature of the man. You know, people make mistakes. People ca- people should and can be rehabilitated in a way where they're able yeah. to get a second chance. We're definitely in a time where it's really hard to root for people that have made mistakes like cheating on someone to get another chance. But mm-hmm. a, a bad decision should not define the rest of your life. Totally. Unless you do something don't, real bad. Unless you're not yeah. willing to learn from it. Or mm-hmm. unless you're not willing. If, or if you do something real bad, yes. Uh, Andre deserves another chance if he's mm-hmm. willing to commit, and it seems like he is. He's committing with this new kid, regardless of whose it is. He's going to be a dad again, and yeah. he's going to take care, and he's going to be there for his children. We get the little aside about, uh, you know, not realizing what you have until it's gone, and Jeff feels that way with what seems like another stupid name, but is actually a facial scrub that he can't get anymore. <laughs> they only make it in Finland. But yeah, Andre gives a really nice speech about how he didn't think he could ever change, but love will change you, and it does. And it's a really poignant moment, and it makes Jeff think. And mm-hmm. like I said, Andre is willing to accept the responsibility of this kid. Uh, you know, if if it, he's he's going to be there, he's for the long haul. If it's his, I'll probably play this part. He'll be a great football player, and if it's Chang's, they'll try golf. Which Speaking is of a, a racist line, is that racist? Is um, it was actually it's Tiger Woods because Tiger Woods is black and Asian. Okay. Yeah, that's why they, that joke was there. Okay. Yeah, uh, Tiger Woods was just in a really bad car accident. I heard about that. Is he like struggling for his life? Uh, no, he's it wasn't life threatening. He had to be like ripped out with like jaws of life from the car though. Wow. Yeah, this is like in surgery for his legs. Is he gonna play golf again? Bah. 
I actually don't know because he's had enough back injuries. And like, he's older. Yeah. I'm not Didn't sure. Didn't he win something not that long ago? He won the Masters a couple years ago. So maybe the, it I sucks cried. that it's because of uh, when he won. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm a big Tiger fan. It sucks that this is why, but maybe that's a fair feat yeah, to retire to, on. Yeah. So all the things that, that, that Andre says, you know, Andre leaves and it's got Jeff thinking and then Abed walks out and this is when it gets to, even though it, it it ends up being a different kind of thing, it ends up being a joke. Starting here, the next like minute and a half is way too like Dawson's Creek or- It was like- And, and it's the bit, but it, it, it just doesn't fit for me at all. No, I agree. Thought it was stupid. Especially, almost especially the way here that Abed's like the Annie just texted me. She asked Rich out. He said no. Like we're supposed to have really big stakes in this, you know? Like I I don't know. It it feels like one of those shows, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's supposed to because then Jeff takes off running in the rain, and we get this beautiful music from Ludwig. I love this scene. Yeah, Andre walks into the study room over this music and comes back to Shirley. Shirley sees that he's really sticking around this time, and it's a really nice moment for everyone in the study group to get to be a part <laughs> when of it. Troy smiles, it's Troy my heart. Troy smiles, and Hughes <laughs> takes it as his chance to maybe go after one of the people around the table that he does have a chance with putting his arm around Britta. And he doesn't even make eye contact with her, but knows the look that Britta's giving and takes it off. Whatever. All right. Jeff runs through the rain and gives a second winger speech at the end of this episode, which we're led to believe is directed towards Annie, right? Yeah. Uh, Don't say anything until I've said what i got to say. It's the end of the movie, and uh, he gives this whole speech about how he didn't take the person on the other side of the door seriously and how great they are and how wrong he was, how genuine they are, and how he wishes he could be like them. The thing that scares him about the person is how good he wants to be because of them. And, of course, it's not Annie. Uh, the show was kind of maybe trying to play with the heartstrings of people that really want Annie and Jeff to get together. Yeah. It was Rich. He wants Rich to teach him how to be better. And because Rich is the nicest guy ever, when Jeff says, help me, Rich, help me become like you, Rich is like, yeah, no problem. Come on in, man. <laughs> well, and Jeff even says, he's like, I want to be, like, perfect so i can take advantage of it and use it to my he's like yes. you use your powers for good i want to use that for evil it's clear that both of these people are not mentally well right yeah and they call it out on chang but they've definitely both got some stuff going on right mm-hmm. he wants that power so he can abuse it and yeah rich is like you're a funny guy come on in man let's make muffin tops he says you can't just fake getting being good to to get away with bad things. So he does have a he, he does have a a, yeah. a little bit of a moral compass, but he is still kind of willing to just to hang out with Jeff. He's like, whatever, man, <laughs> you got me there, guy. I really like that delivery of that line. Come on in and dry <laughs> off. And he's making muffin tops. But he lives in an apartment, so he really I don't think he has a garage. And if he does, it's a garage that he rents out and kills people in. It, it's more in the serial killer trope. And if that's not part of the conspiracy theory already, people should accept it as such. Now, I will say this in Rich's possible defense. Okay. Uh, in Chicago, in apartment buildings, normally it's like the apartment buildings, then behind the apartment building, there's like a row of like garages in an alley. Okay. So one person in the apartment building will own the garage back there so they can park their car. So maybe he has one of those. But this isn't Chicago. It's, yeah. <laughs> Colorado is the Colorado. answer. Colorado. Mm-hmm. 
They never yeah, say it not, until later, it. but it's Colorado. That's the end of the episode, you know, and I really, really do feel like it's an episode that stretched the concept for the first half of an episode into yeah. an entire episode. It doesn't feel like there's much of an ending. Usually community, even if it, in its worst episodes, comes to a decisive ending. This one feels a little bit off of the Dan Harmon story circle. Totally. It doesn't, like it there's doesn't not a quite come thought. in a full circle with, with mm-hmm. several of the threads in the episode. But it's hard to be mad when an episode ends with a Troy and Abed in the morning end tag. And this one's really fun. Basically, the only joke here is that they've got Rich and he shows off his kettle corn process and the giant spoon that he's made for himself out of an oak tree in his backyard that was struck by lightning. And he also used it to make a rocking horse for his nephew. He's just <laughs> the perfect man. But it, uh, basically, the bit here is, you know, as always, Jeff comes in to interrupt the thing and tell... Rich, that it's stupid because Troy and Abed don't actually film it. There aren't any cameras. But Rich doesn't care. He's just like, well, yeah, <laughs> this is a, it's a fun way to start the morning. And when he says the fake morning show, Troy and Abed, like, sip their, from their mugs and look at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love all the signs and how – I don't know how they get all of these people Abed, to come to them to do this. Pop, pop my, my kettle corn. corn. Yeah. yeah. Let me come on your show. Yeah, it's a nice end tag, and I love – Troy and Abed in the morning. And that's the end of the episode. You know, talking through it and looking at what it's doing beat by beat, it did work a little bit better for me. But when it, when I watched it as a whole, it didn't. So that's not saying nothing. That's not good, yeah. I think when we were going through and breaking everything down, it was good. But I think it's because when I watched it straight through, especially like the after the first time, I didn't laugh a whole lot. Yeah, I agree. And it, it needed more of an ending. Because mm-hmm. we don't see a lot of Andre after this episode. I think we do see him a couple of times, but we needed a we needed more of an ending, I think. Yeah. But that being said, in this episode that isn't the strongest, who was the strongest in it? Who's your MVP? Honestly, Zach, yeah. now, and I almost feel differently after watching it through this time. Yeah. But I'm not going to change my answer. Okay. My boy Rich gets my MVP. Okay. Because he was a sweet boy the whole time. Yeah. He was a good sport play along well i mean yeah. shirley could get it but i really i mean as much as i like shirley's storyline here yeah. she doesn't really get to do a whole, a whole lot, lot with within it. it yeah you're right i can go one of two directions one of them was rich so i think i'll go the other one and i think i'll give it to annie i Fair. think annie does the best with this and then in the end of the episode when the story goes in some touchy-feely ways that i'm not crazy about she's still true to her character and i don't often praise annie lately so i liked her yeah but it was kind of a a tough pick i rich is a good answer certainly not a bad episode it's certainly nowhere near the worst of community and it was one that you know if community came on a tv station and this is the one that came on i'd be happy to watch it but compared to the episodes that it sandwiched around it's not like the others right yeah definitely but that ends this week's podcast and i think it was a great podcast you know we've kept it at two hours like clockwork look at plenty of tangents we talked about all kinds of stupid shit i have no idea what's gonna stay and what's gonna get cut yeah (laughs) uh but i it's been fun i've enjoyed it yeah yeah it's been it's been a great great thursday with you buddy we did it yeah as always great to do this great to talk to everyone really thankful to all the people who listen um any last words you've got for the people on behalf yeah. of our sponsors um, over at McDonald's. Yeah, you know, just like I feel like that's not it. This podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But you were like bum 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 bum. They're they're sponsoring us, but we can't afford to use their jingle. Unfortunately. Exactly. Uh, much like a McDonald's Big Mac sandwich, this podcast is made of 
two all beef patties. I don't think it's all beef. Lettuce sauce. <laughs> special special sauce. sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, all on a sesame seed bun. And if you want uh, to see our sesame seed buns, <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Yes. Uh, please send us your questions. Did you just burp a little bit comments. when you said um? I don't think so. Okay, your it questions... sounded like some <laughs> devil noise uh, came out of you. Um, oh, that Go was ahead. my, my, my evil spirit. Um, make sure you send us your questions, comments, concerns, favorite moments, funniest moments, and your MVP for next week's episode, Celebrity Pharmacology, over to www.gmail.com slash at <laughs> just kidding uh email no, us at, we changed yeah, it and that's it you nailed it <laughs> email us at candace point podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh follow us on twitter at you can't a pod mm-hmm. we're on instagram at candace point podcast mm-hmm. we're on facebook and youtube at you can't disappoint a podcast mm-hmm. find us Call us, us, beep us if you want to reach us. Yes, and please give do. us a taste. Lick our elbow without us looking and see if we notice. New stuff on the Patreon all the time. Our Scrubs review should either be up or nearly up by the time this podcast comes out. And I'm going to go ahead and say it because it's not March yet. I am going to commit throughout the month of March that You Can't Disappoint a Podcast will be coming on Patreon every Thursday, the same day that we record the podcast, a full three, maybe even more than three days from when the podcast comes out, usually. So if you want to get it hot as possible off the presses, as close to the second it's left our hammy lips as possible. The best way to do that is to become anywhere from a $5 and up patron at patreon.com slash podcast. It helps keep this show going, and it, uh, it'll it allow you to check out a lot of cool stuff that we do over there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think that wraps this up. From inside the Dreamatorium, I'm White George Foreman. And I'm Black Michael Chiklis. And thanks for being cool. Uh, I don't know. What? You tell me. Um. Th- thanks Make for sure to order that Zach and Steven. Get your bowl of spitty Skittles ready. <laughs> yeah, guys, stay stay how you are. Don't go changing yeah. to try and please me. It'd probably be worse anyway. Yeah. True. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys next week. When next week is celebrity pharmacology, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite episodes. Honestly, it's been a sh- an episode that I often show to people that have never seen Community to just show them a more school-based episode that's really funny. And we recently got to talk about it over on the Save Greendale Committee podcast. Which so was check so that much out fun. If yeah. you'd like kind of a preamble to next week's podcast on that episode. And we'll look forward to that. Send us in your trivia, MVP, all that stuff. It's going to be really fun. Yes. It'll be a blast and a half. All right. Let's end this thing. Ready? Break. And just like always, from inside the Dreamatorium, Black <laughs> Lives Matter. And Did I not say it? No. I thought I did when we said our names You again. just said... The, well, then go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. Oh, me this time? Okay. Sure. Well, you already started. Go for, ahead. For the first time ever. Yeah. <clears throat> See, uh, this is a inside, trial. Yeah. From inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter, I'm Steven. And I'm Steven. <laughs> and this has been You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Thanks, guys. Something go. stupid in the background. Burr, 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 I'm burr. Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.